Hey team, this is Danielle. Uh, Welcome back. This episode is about just telling you who I am as a person, not as an intern. Give you a little background on me. So I'm from Miami, Florida. I love home so much. I try to get back as often as possible. I'm currently in Connecticut, just outside of Hartford. I am a daddy's girl. I am one of four siblings, two boys, two girls, and I love to look good. I love to feel good at home. I love the ocean. I love the food. I love all the various cuisines that are the melting pot of Miami. Uh, My favorites tend to be uh, the Cuban cuisine as well as the Caribbean cuisine. They're so flavorful. For me, there's no other option. In my household, growing up, food was seen as medicine and something to bond around. It wasn't just calories by any stretch. Um, And it was normal in my home. My mom was very diligent about this to make sure that we were eating balanced meals. So way before my plate, (laughs) my mom was making sure that our plates were definitely at least half vegetables, a quarter protein. it was definitely more than a quarter, definitely more of a quarter uh, of carbs <laughs> on the plate. Really, really good. Um, growing up as a daddy's girl, I wanted to do anything that I could to be around my dad. And he was really into sports. So I followed him in that. I ended up picking up a softball, fast pitch softball. I played in high school. I secured a scholarship to Miami-Dade College. Back then, it was Miami-Dade Community College, as well as a scholarship to South Carolina State University, which is where I really started to dig into my nutrition major. Uh, After that, while in college, I also, um, as many would see it, began my nutrition uh, career as a server at Cracker Barrel which was fun. It was real interesting, but it was fun. You know, people talk about like your counseling style. I think I started my counseling style, tried to develop it at Cracker Barrel. While in school, I was also approved to be an intern at Walt Disney World, which was also not what I expected, but the recognition, like the name recognition on my resume has been priceless. Everybody wants to hear about the experience, what I learned, what I thought. And so um, I participated in that. Once I graduated, I had to make a decision. Do you apply for the dietetic internship or do you start to live your life? (laughs) For me, that decision wasn't very hard. I was in South Carolina alone. Um, I did not have thousands of dollars, you know, already saved up. And internships, if you are not aware, dietetic internships, I think all of them are unpaid, except if you intern at the VA potentially. Um, And these internships cost money. Uh, I'm not sure what they were at that time because I didn't do that much research because I knew I needed to live my life. I needed to make money. But In 2021, I saw the range of those internships being as low as $2,000 and as high as $20,000. So 
I decided to go ahead and start working. I began to do um, my job search all over the state of South Carolina, and I interviewed at least, oh gosh, five to seven times before securing my very first nutrition role in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I came in as an entry-level nutritionist. I was scared to death. <laughs> Every book that I had from college, I had, you know, I was studying so hard and my head was in those books. And then I got there and it was a different experience than what I thought I would have. Uh, very early on, I had probably a month to train with the materials that they gave me. And then they kind of threw you in the fire. If you have experience with WIC, you know that many times there is a lack of staffing. There's constant turnover, mainly because people view the WIC nutritionist position as an entry-level role to get experience to then apply for um, an internship. Or they find out that it's not really for them and they move on to a, a different type of component of, of nutrition or something very different. So while I was there, um, I learned a lot about community nutrition. I had an opportunity to focus on counseling. Um, and this was a different setting for me. This was a rural setting, very different than how I grew up in Miami, Florida. So, you know, there was a difference in the access that people had to food and to healthcare. People just did things a little different. Um, and I was there for five years. While there, I was recognized as nutritionist of the year two years in a row, which was amazing. That let me know I was on the right track. I did a good job. You know, there was a lot to learn, but I always tried to learn as much as I could. After that, I was promoted to um, a site nutritionist, meaning that I received my own site. The site was in Gaffney, South Carolina. Uh, very different. <laughs> again, from where I grew up. Um, and while rewarding, and I was so proud to get it, that was a whole nother level of understanding what it is to manage your time. So there I was the only nutritionist. Um, I had a program assistant. I had two. And um, it was just a lot of work. It was a lot of work. There were days that my client roster had upwards of 50 people on it or 50 families. And it was just me as a nutritionist trying to hold that down. So I had to figure out time management. I needed to figure out, you know, multitasking, prioritizing. Um, it was just a lot, but a wonderful experience. While I was Doing that work, I also decided to pursue my master's in health administration. So I was juggling a lot, but it was so, so worth it. Anyway, fast forward, I ended up falling in love <laughs> with my now husband and needed to find a way to relocate to Connecticut. So I also began that interviewing process and, um, a lot shorter because of the experience that I had in South Carolina. I think I only interviewed for two roles. The first one I did not get. Um, the second one I did. And the second one was actually a, a higher position than the first one. So things work out the way that they're supposed to. So I became a program nutritionist of a different um, WIC site, 
which was the lead nutritionist for the program. Um, there was also a shift in the setting that I was serving. I was now in an urban setting, um, not as many clients, but a different set of challenges. Um, I supervised a number of nutritionists and registered dietitians. Surprisingly, I got to learn about management styles, um, more focusing on counseling and training my staff. I was able to build lesson plans, take part in leadership opportunities. And it was during this time that I started to get this nudge again about um, going back and receiving my credentials. I thought that I was doing really well. You know, everything, all the knowledge that you get from books, the knowledge that you get from experiences, but it took me becoming pregnant to have a different view of the way that I wanted to deal with clients. Didn't really change my style of counseling per se, but it did change my approach only because I got to see what it was like navigating a healthcare system as a woman, a black woman, <laughs> um, and recognizing that my clients, most of them weren't really confident in having exchanges with their healthcare providers for a number of reasons. My experience was that while I was knowledgeable in public health and, you know, what to expect when engaging with my healthcare providers and, you know, discussing what was important to me was that many times what I wanted to discuss was ignored or the things that I found important or pressing were, um, you know, the attention was decreased to that. And if I felt this way, having the background that I did, then what about the families that I'm serving that didn't even have that? You know, you're speaking to your doctors and for many, they are the holy grail. They are the the end all be all. Why am I even talking? Well, an OBGYN friend of mine always says when she's talking to her patients is you want to be an active participant in your health care. And so if you don't feel like you can talk to your health care team, then maybe you need to find another health care team. I'll step off of that soapbox for now, but we'll definitely talk about that um, in later episodes. Anyway, once my daughter was born um, and I had that experience and I went back to work, I realized the need for Black dietitians. You know, I found that when I spoke to my clients that they, even if it took a little time, <clears throat> excuse me, that they heard me, that they were more open to making these incremental changes that turned into huge changes that um, shifted their lifestyle. And so maybe is it is about seeing somebody that looks like you, you know? So this continuous nudging, go, go, go. Um, had a talk with my husband and decided that I was going to go for it. And so that began the process, this diecast process, this this form of torture, <laughs> this form of hazing to get into um, an internship. And it's been worth it. Every day I 
so far, like I think about it, like it was this time last year that I was just pondering the idea and I wasn't sure um, who's going to take me on, you know, um, and it's worked out this way. So I guess what I want to say to you today is bet on you, you know, doesn't matter how long, well, sometimes it does matter how long you've been out. <laughs> and we'll talk about that too a little bit further down the line. But I am a dietetic intern. I am over the age of 40. I have a daughter. I have a husband. I have no family around. Um, and so we just had to figure out how to do this. And I'm not doing it by myself. Like if you decide that this is the route that you want to take, everybody has to be on board or they need to take a step back, you know? Um, there's definitely been some changes, some shifts in priorities because there's um, less of an income coming in to manage life, but it's really, really important. Um, I see a future for myself where I'm able to create the quality of life that I want. There's really no ceiling on the money that I can create and the impact that I can have on my community. Another reason I started this podcast is because seeing yourself is very important, or in this case, hearing yourself is very important. In 2021, there are less than 3% of registered dietitian and nutritionists that are Black. And so if we know that our community is being, being hit by a number of different health disparities, um, many of which dietitians are talking and counseling these clients about. And if you know that being reflected is a way to improve those numbers and you have a passion for it, why not pursue it? That was probably the biggest nudge that I had. That stopped me from sleeping at night. That woke me up at four o'clock in the morning um, to figure out how to make this happen, you know? And that's why I'm here. I can't wait to tell you about these experiences. I'm so blessed to be here and I'm so thankful. I don't take it for granted. I'm going to bust my ass to make this happen and just know that you can do it too. So and with that, I'm just going to wrap it up. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Keep pushing forward. Always bet on you. And I'll talk to you soon.